Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with fitness pros who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, manager of FitWell Fitness Center in Morden, Manitoba, Canada. Candice, how are you doing today? Great. Awesome. Awesome. Excited to have you on. Let's dive into it. Let's start from the beginning. What is FitWell all about? So FitWell, um, we call ourselves a fully equipped fitness facility. That's all of the basics that you would expect from a gym. Got all the weight training equipment, uh, cardio equipment, fitness classes, personal training, and some nutrition on top of that as well. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to dive into all of those services and how you're involved with the different pieces of it. But before we get to that, give us a little bit background on you. You've been with the facility for 12 years through a couple of ownerships. Uh, you've got a lot of history there. So give us the background. Yeah. So it started um, 12, over 12 years ago. Uh, for Christmas, I asked my husband for a gym membership. He had already been coming to the gym. So I asked him for a gym membership for Christmas. And I said, you know, I don't want to step on your toes or anything, but I'd really love to come and work out with you. And so he was more than happy to, to do that. And he got me the gym membership for Christmas. I was really excited. Uh, I got everything started and started coming and working out. And I fell in love with this place immediately i fell in love with the people i fell in love with the building itself and just the entire experience and i told him very shortly after starting to work out here that i wanted to work there this was this is where i want to work and so i got an interview got the job right away and i started with about two shifts a week i was cleaning toilets and i was learning cell membership and I was just like helping clean the whole facility, really just doing like the basics and the entry level stuff. And it was just awesome. I just loved it here. So every time that an employee would leave, I would ask my boss if I could take over their shift so that I could get more and more shifts. And, and she said to me, she's like, I don't, I don't know, Candace. I don't know if I need, I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket. What happens if you get sick? And I said, I promise I, I will not get sick. And this, obviously, this is pre-COVID. So even if you're sick, you show up at work. Luckily, didn't actually get sick. But anyways, so I said, I, I won't get sick. I promise I won't, I won't disappoint you. And sure enough, I ended up taking almost everybody's shifts to the point where we had very few employees left other than myself. And things just kind of like organically, I took over more tasks. I took over more things. And then um, my boss actually paid for me to become a personal trainer. She, she believed in me enough and I was really motivated enough that she paid for me to do that. And I was really skeptical. I was like, I don't, I don't think I can be a personal trainer. I don't know if I'm any good at this. I don't know if anybody's going to listen to me. I was in my early 20s. I thought nobody wants to hear anything from me. And but I was like, you know what, I'll do it. We'll, we'll go ahead and do it. And I, I, I did it. I passed. I got all in on it and stayed with the facility the whole time. Then we, we ended up switching ownerships after eight years of being here. And um, my old boss, she believed in me enough that she, she made me semi part of the sale where it was, okay, you can buy the gym, 
but just know Candace is part of the deal. You're going to want her, even if you don't keep her as manager, you're going to want her because she knows how to run this place and nobody else really does. And I was very blessed to have amazing people come in to buy the facility. They really wanted a facility that they could own and have as their own, but they didn't have to be here all of the time. So that was my role to play. So I'm here all the time. They live a slightly further distance away, like not that long, maybe about an hour away. And uh, they're great. They just support me and let me run it as I wish. Awesome. Awesome. So one of the things that stood out for me a lot there is kind of the uniqueness of the journey to be that you are already working, you're doing a lot of roles in the gym and then became a trainer. Like quite often it's the opposite. You have a trainer who gets, you know, wants to supplement their income and they get offered some desk hours or some sales or something like that. But it sounds like you had basically done all the other non-training roles and then layer that on. Um, and there's, there's a lot of advantages there. There's, there's some different things that come with it, but, um, was there anything for you going in that made you want to also become a trainer when you're, you know, when the owner wanted to pay for you to be certified and all that, like what were the pros and cons for you there adding that into your toolbox? Um, well, I, I never thought like, I never grew up thinking, oh, I'm, I want to be a personal trainer. I didn't even play sports as a kid. I had absolutely no interest in like group activities where we were all being physical together. I was the girl in gym class who didn't participate because I was very scared of people judging me. I was that kid who you would have never thought would ever get in the, in the physical fitness industry by any means. And so when all I was doing was just working out and helping run the gym. When it was offered to me, she actually offered it to me several times. And there was no several times because I was like, there's no way nobody wants to hear from somebody who doesn't, who, who doesn't like already know how to play sports or doesn't like, isn't all in on fitness and hasn't done this her entire life. And so it was, it was actually a very, I was skeptical almost right up until we went and did it. And then taking the course, I think was when I really realized, oh, like this is, cause I, I love nutrition information. I love moving my body around and I love learning about biology and how it all works and kinesiology. And so once I really started learning it is when I was like, oh, I think, I think maybe I can do this. I don't know if anybody will think I'm credible in any kind of way but I want to try this. So we started off, I started off with orientation sessions with our, which our gym still does, which is people will come in, have zero experience working out. And then we just show them how to use some of the equipment. We give them a nice, like basic, this is how you do it. And that's how I started. So it helped me learn on my own, how to structure a workout plan and then how to structure it. Oh, this is how you do a full body one, or this is how we would split this day into two. So it was more of a, I learned as I as I went and I fell in love with it as I went. Interesting. So it, you, you weren't really necessarily sure how it was going to benefit you in your other roles, but once you did it, it's like, Oh, I can marry all of this. I can see where it fits into the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And, and it's going to make you more valuable to the business, but also to your clients. Yes. Fantastic. So how long ago was it? 
that you added um, the training into your repertoire? I know you've been with the business for 12 years. At, at what point did you become a trainer? How far in? Uh, two, two years in. It wasn't okay. that far in. Yes, yeah, so I've been a trainer oh. for 10 years now. Okay. So you've had, you know, the, the full complement of skill set for for the majority of the time that you've been there. And I'm sure yeah. a lot of that went a long way um, as far as, you know, managing and doing everything else that you do. And, you know, you really still, um, you know, for a lot of our listeners are either managers or owners who are wearing a lot, if not all the hats, and you are still in a point where, you know, if, if a bathroom needs cleaning, you're there doing that. If somebody needs oh, yeah. a, a membership, you're there doing that. You're doing training. So you're still, um, you know, jack of all trades or Jill of all trades, I guess, to, to change the, the phrase there. Um, have there been any kind of major milestone points for you where you've, you've changed what percentage of the time you're doing different things, or has it just been get it done when it needs to be done the whole time? I think every day is so, so different. So every day is a different thing. I do just sort of do things as they need to be done. Um, there was like certain times we've gone, just because I've been here for so long, so there's certain times where we put more of that focus on the the fitness classes and then I'll have more employees available for cleaning and stuff and then there's times where things get like a little slower or with the pandemic where things changed um so we reduced staffing quite a bit just to sort of catch up after all of that and so then I went back to doing a huge majority of the cleaning and then that was my focus there because there was a time where people weren't sure about getting personal training people didn't really want to invest a lot in in a gym because they didn't trust it was going to stay open. Manitoba was pretty bad for shutting down often. So after the pandemic, we went, I went more on the side of like cleaning because everything needs to be cleaned all the time. And then now we're able to ease off of that. And I'm focusing a lot more on getting our fitness classes back going and getting people excited about them again. And then again, taking on more one-on-one -on -one clients as well. Okay. So it's really been, there have been some stages, but wherever it was, you've, you've been able to pivot and adapt to really just, just being whoever the business needed you to be at that time. Yeah. It's hard to find those milestones just because every year is so different in the way that it ends up turning out. And it's hard to predict it as well. Got it. Got it. Okay. So as far as your involvement right now, you, you've got your hand in a lot of different things. So kind of like to kind of go through the the client journey the way that they would see it and one of the biggest parts biggest topics that comes up a lot is marketing so that's something that you're directly involved in um, and we talked a little bit off the air you've tried some of the traditional stuff whether it be social media advertising um, word of mouth referrals things like that but kind of manitoba specific thing that you have there stood out to me and is, is the biggest place where you get new clients. So can you go into that a little bit for me? Yeah, so Manitoba has this unique thing. At least I've heard that it's only Manitoba. Never seen it anywhere else. We have this thing where when a couple is getting ready to get married, they'll host what's called a wedding social. It's to raise money for their wedding. And so it's a big party where they have lots of like alcohol, but then they also get all these prize donations from local businesses it's a huge thing businesses love to get involved especially if it's like a patron to their business 
some patron comes and asks, hey, can you donate to our wedding social? And so we love donating to wedding social. So we'll give um, uh, like a prize pack, including a free membership. And it just like helps get our, our name out there. It helps our already existing members feel supported and, and feel like we actually care about what's going on in their life. And then it also just puts our name out there. And then whoever wins that prize, right? It can be someone who is already with us. And often it's somebody who's never had a membership with us before who wins it. And then we often get like a new member out of it. And then they tell their friends and that sort of keeps going from there. We've done this social media marketing through Facebook. We've hired a company before to help us. And the overhead cost of all that marketing was so expensive, especially with the margins that a gym has to, to earn money. Uh, the margins are always fairly, fairly close. Uh, so we found it was pretty much free marketing, right? We're just giving away things that we already have that we'd be happy to see people wearing or we'd, you know, giving, giving away a gym membership is not a huge overhead cost for us. Um, you know, we end up not making money off of that on the initial activation of that membership, but it ends up being just a, a better thing overall because that the member who got it for their social um, they feel like they're cared about. And then the person who gets the membership, they got it for free. And we made sure that we put a lot of care into them too. And then they'll often invite friends. And then we get those friends who will then come and be part of our facility. So it's actually been the most successful work that I've ever done. Awesome. And, and I think there's a, a lesson in there that if somebody is listening, hey, if you're in Manitoba, great. But if your area doesn't have wedding socials, they certainly have something that brings people together that generally yeah. involves gifts or raffles or something like that. Yeah, and anything they, like that. If you ask your, if you're a gym and you're noticing things like that are, are happening in your area, offer to give stuff. So even like races, right? Local races in the area um, will often just like, beeline in there hey do you guys need a prize for something can we get involved in some sort of way and it costs us nothing right it's the the best free marketing you can possibly do is just get involved yeah and and you hit the nail on the head with exactly where i was going there if you're a membership-based gym especially where your incremental cost of servicing one or or ten more clients whatever the the number may be is so minimal, you know, they may use a little bit more hand soap or, you know, some more paper towels, but it's not, it's not the same scale as if, if you were to give away, you know, personal training sessions that cost a hundred dollars an hour, like there needs to be some direct return on something like that. But really yeah. um, it's, it's no different than a lot of places might do a, a free, free trial or a a couple day pass for a few dollars or something like that, except when something's a prize, it has a little bit more value than, oh, that's that thing that I can just go get anytime. So, you know, you, it, it doesn't always have to be about giving away the house. It's if your service is really good and you believe that once people come in, you can wow them with a great experience. If it doesn't cost you anything, all you're going to do is make a bunch of people happy by yeah. donating or being involved in their thing. So, why not, why not stand out? Or, you know, the other thing is if one person wins, they get super excited. Somebody else might be like, oh, I didn't know that gym was there. Or that's really cool that they yeah, exactly. participate in that. 
I know I didn't win, but but let me check them out. Let me Google them, whatever it is. So anything that's got a very small incremental cost to service that person, you know, you, you're not going to go wrong by by giving it a shot. That's uh, huge. Yeah. It's just giving things away, especially I think with gyms too, right? It's not the same as um, like a retail item or uh, a business that sells products, right? Where you can give these things away online and people will order them online from far distances. With a gym, you are literally, unless you're doing an online service, you literally have to get the people that are in your direct area. And you have to be involved in them and you have to build that trust with them and you have to, you know, let them know that you actually care about them. You can't just sell them something and then be done with it and hope they're a returning customer. Like you have to build that relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. There's the, the thing that we trade on in a brick and mortar, you know, local gym facility is is being part of the community. It's the relationships. Yeah. It's, you know, unless you're the, the big box gym and I won't mention um, an oft scorned Canadian giant, but um, you know, if you're the gym that wants to have five or 10,000 members and most of them never come, that's a different model. You're just, you're just hoping, you know, hoping people come sign up and, and forget about it. But for anything that involves actually wanting your clients to come in, the downside to that or the pressure of it is if if your clients come in, they have to have a good experience every time or or yes. very near every time. So, you know, a lot of focus has to be on that. And um, you've done, you know, you, you kind of led to one of the other things I really wanted to talk about is, you know, you've you've put a lot of work into this community and this aesthetic that you have in the gym. And you talked about you know, a lot of times margins not being, you know, amazing in the, in the fitness industry to some degree. Um, so one of the things that you're balancing is maintaining this kind of classic um, fitness center aesthetic um, that's not, not overly modern and intimidating, but also requires a lot more maintenance, a lot more upkeep than yeah. you're getting a gym full of, you know, new equipment that, you know, may not, may not need as much servicing or repairs. So um, what are the, the two sides of the coin for that for you? You know, how much is into this aesthetic and feel of the gym and how much does that put you under the gun to try to, you know, always have probably one or two things that need a tweak or, or a repair or something like that? Yeah, so we've got, we are not a facility that has brand new state-of-the-art equipment. We more cater to those who like the classic style. And like you said, it's a non-intimidating environment because we have great basic pieces of equipment and we've got everything that you would hope to have in the facility, but every piece is a little bit older. So everything's, nothing is younger than 10 years old here. Like, like the youngest thing item of equipment we have is probably 10 years or older and it creates like a really nice feel in our space we're in an old hospital industrial building and so those older pieces of equipment they really add to the feel of the whole space and they're actually really well built pieces of equipment like all we have to do really is reupholster every now and then with weight machines and um 
and like just get the cables and things maintained. So weight machines are great as actually older pieces of equipment as long as you have something good. The struggle, and I think this is a struggle even with gyms with newer equipment, is often the cardio equipment. So we have like, we even have like older style treadmills like that are 20 or more years old. And they're, they're actually quite unique, but they take a lot of maintenance, right? So you'll have, and people have their favorites. They're like, oh, I just love this treadmill. And meanwhile, the treadmill's from the 90s and, and you can't get it anymore and you have to get custom parts for it, but the people love it. So you unfortunately run into that scenario of, well, this one broke down, but now we have to either have a custom piece made for it or we have to order something from across seas and it's going to take six weeks to come and it costs a little bit more to do. So we do run into the issue where sometimes things sit a little bit out of order because the parts can be hard to find um, or they're just a little bit more expensive to get. So sometimes we have to wait till we're in a good spot where we can afford like a huge fix on an older treadmill. And uh, to me, it is worth it. It's, I, I don't know, I love the feel of our gym and I think a lot of other people do as well. Yeah, what, um, what percentage, and I know this might be hard to kind of pull out of thin air, but by feel, what percentage of your clients would you say have been there nearly as long as you or, or for a long time? Because it feels like one of the other reasons why people would embrace you know, maybe having slightly older equipment and things like that is as humans, we're resistant to change. We like the stuff that we don't have to use. We like knowing where it is. So how much of that do you owe to like member retention in, in longevity of people staying yeah. with you in the facility? I think you just nailed that on the head too. Like we have about 25% that have been here probably as long as I have, if not longer. We have one gentleman. He's so wonderful. He's been here, I think since we shortly after we opened in 2003 he used to live a town over and he moved to this town so he could keep coming to our gym so we thought like there's a good amount of members here that have been here as long as i have however at the same time i have to say we have a fun influx of teens so we are the gym that our local teenagers come to because they feel comfortable here because they don't feel like they're around a whole bunch of people who are bodybuilding and lifting and grunting and, and being, um, you know, making them feel like they're lesser than. So we, we, I feel like we have a good um, just space and environment where they feel comfortable to just be kids and learn how to work out, but have fun and, and not feel um, shamed or like unsure of themselves. Yeah, totally. And then the other thing that I, I have to speculate on, and, and you can clarify here for me or, or tell me if I'm right or wrong, you've been with the facility for 12 years. As a consumer, if I'm not in this land of razzle-dazzle, spaceship equipment, always, always something going on, I'm probably going to feel like my pricing is sort of protected. It sound, you know, I, I feel like from a consumer point of view, new stuff all the time feels like rates going up all the time. So um, I know it's not the easiest thing in the world to sometimes maintain older equipment, but has that affected where your rates have been along the lines to being a, like, have you used that as kind of a cost control measure? Um, 
It's somewhat, yeah, because we've been able to keep our membership prices very close to the same. Like we've had to change it a little bit right with inflation and stuff, but it's actually super, super close to what it was when I started here. Not even that far off. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of those things. Again, there's there's a comfort, there's a security for people of like, you know, inflation is what it is. Um, you know, as it, people understand that, you know, that everything is getting more expensive, but I think there are also people who have that understanding that there's a trade-off. Hey, if I want yeah. the newest, latest, greatest all the time, some people maybe even appreciate that, but we vote with our wallet to a degree and they say like, hey, you know what, uh, you know, maybe the difference in one meal out a week isn't where I want to, where I want to put my money. So I'll come here. The equipment is, it works. It may not be new and shiny, but I know that I'm still going to get a ton of value and I can kind of put that other way uh, in other places. So, you know, people who know that you can get a good workout on older equipment, just like you can on newer, like the feel, like the familiarity of your place. It's just kind of one more thing that would, would lead to more retention. It feels like. Yeah. It does help. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So as we start to wind down here, I always like to kind of future pace a little bit, talk a little bit about where, where things could go, might go, whatever, whatever the case may be. You've seen a lot in your 12 years in the facility. Um, are there any things that you're working on, any projects, any, any plans for different services, products, offerings, equipment, anything like that? Um, that you have on your horizon that you'd like to add in to kind of bring more value to the clients or, you know, anything for you personally in, de uh, in your development as, as manager skill sets, anything like that that you have planned for the foreseeable future? Yeah, so we're right now we're trying to build our fitness classes back up. So after the pandemic, the fitness classes really struggled. And that used to be, we used to be known for our fitness classes. So those really, really struggled. And then as our uh, mandates and things dropped in the province, like we've only now been like mandate free since actually the middle of March of this year. So wow. after that, now we're really seeing things influx. Actually, our April was our busiest month that we've had in the last four years. So it was a really good month. And now we're seeing yeah. fitness classes get get kind of like the boost that they need. And uh, one of my instructors, she's awesome. Her name is Shelly. She has been with us since the beginning. Uh, so she's been here longer than I have. And she's brought back step aerobics. And that is, that's been like the hottest thing around here. Everybody wants to get in on step aerobics. So we've been trying to build up the classes. And with everything being busy, I really put kind of my own personal stuff a little bit on the back burner so now I'm at the point where I'm kind of like settling all in with the busyness and so I'm trying to build my clients back up I, I've had like a lot of my clients are like long term so quite a few of my clients have had for three years or more and those are the ones that always stick around so I'm just working on kind of building up getting a few a few new ones um, hopefully just getting with with the summertime but otherwise, like nothing major, I think we're just trying to maintain and kind of like build back up from the two years of pretty much being shut down most of the time, kind of get ourselves 
into the mix of things and then we'll uh we'll plan a little bit more for the future and what we might want to want to do from there awesome well i think it'll be it'll, it'll be cool to see you know now that your restriction mandates lifted where things are going it'll be fun to check in on you and and see where things go from time to time uh, last question this is going to be an easy one before we have to let you go today if any of our listeners want to find out more, they want to see what you're doing, just kind of find out more about the facility, website, social media, any place they can check you out. Yeah, so we've got, we're on fitwellcenter.net. Um, Fitwell has a funny spelling. It's F-I-T-T-W-E-L-L -L, and then center is C-E-N-T-R-E. Spelled a nice Canadian way for um, <laughs> so fitwellcenter.net you can also find us on instagram and facebook under fitwell center awesome well candace i really appreciate you spending some time with us this morning i wish you continued success and i appreciate your time thank you very much for having me oh you're you're very welcome and to everybody here listening we appreciate you we hope you found value and inspiration in this episode if you'd like to hear more Click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Jace from HellaFit in Hurricane, West Virginia. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Brooke. I'm excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you here this morning. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to sit down and have this conversation with me. I really appreciate it. Um, but before we really dive into the business side of things and stuff that everybody is here to listen to, tell us a little bit about what it was that got you started in the business of being a gym owner. All right. So um, I grew up playing sports. Um, I always loved working out. Um, and from there, um, I went to college. I was doing um, business um, and was still just continuing working out, but I stopped playing sports. But then as I was working out, Tons of my friends started working out with me. Um, I started just kind of developing plans for them as I was also um, working out myself. And that's kind of what made me decide um, there's potential here for business. Um, so then I ended up working at the YMCA, um, doing personal training there. Then an opportunity came up to run fitness classes. So I became, I, I started running um, boxing fitness classes. Um, I was not a boxer, I was a basketball player. So that was different getting used to, but I love the energy that the classes had. Um, so that's kind of where it all began. Um, and that's where we're at now. Cool, cool. So athletic background growing up and, you know, that was kind of the path that you went down. Um, similar story to a lot of us. Um, so yes. 
now you have your own facility. Um, yes. So what I would love for you to do for our listener, Jace, is just kind of give us your elevator pitch. Tell us about your facility, the services that you provide, kind of paint that picture for us. Cool. So I'm currently um, running a gym called Boxing Fit. I bought into this franchise um, three years ago in 2019. Um, so I am currently there. However, I'm going through a rebranding process. Um, I want to expand um, not just to run boxing fitness classes, but to have all kinds of different fitness classes involved. So we're rebranding to HellaFit, um, which is a play on my last name, Heller. Um, I like the name of it, thought it sounded cool. So it's going to incorporate the hit boxing classes. Uh, we're going to have Zumba. We're going to have yoga, um, cycling, sandbag fitness, kickboxing, um, kids classes, um, all kinds of things like that. So um, yeah, basically uh, I, I'm a mitt holder and gym owner. So uh, I run like 15 to 20 classes a week currently. Um, what I do is uh, I, I hold the mitts, I yell out combos. The, the clients go through a station um, where they're with me on the mitts. They're going from mitts to bag, to squats, to bag, to jumping jacks. Um, and then we just rotate through that for three minutes. Um, and then it's kind of like circuit training. So then after that, they will go to the back where they will do um, like jump ropes, speed bags, bike, um, like cycling bikes, um, jogging around the plaza. Um, from there, they'll move to um, what we call the act of rest, where they will do like weight training, maybe do some abs, use the steppers, stuff like that. And then they will rotate back up to me. So we just kind of, it's kind of like a circuit training, kind of high intensity with boxing involved. Um, my favorite part about the workout is how every single, um, person in your family can do it. We'll have, we've had five-year-olds up to 80-year-olds all in a class and all in between. So that's my favorite part about the workout. Yeah, that's really exciting. Like when you can be something that everybody can take advantage of, uh, yes. that's, that's really, really great. Um, it makes you guys more approachable. Um, so currently in your facility right now, how yes. many members do you have? Um, I would say a month, we probably see anywhere from like 150 to like 300 different people um, right now. I'd say it, it's been more than that in the past pre-COVID, um, but we do seem to be growing again. Um, that's one also reason for me wanting to incorporate more fitness classes into this is to reach a broader audience, um, to get more instructors in there, to give the instructors a place to, to run a class. Um, so yeah, so there's definitely room for growth, but we are, we, uh, we're in our third year and still going strong. Got it. I love that. So let me ask you this then. You said that you see like 150 to 300 people a month. So how does that membership work? Like, how do you measure that? Um, are people paying, you know, a the same amount every month for so many classes? Uh -huh. or like, What options do you have available? Yes. So there's uh, three main options. There's just the simple pay per class as you go, um, which right now is $12 a class. You can just um, pay as you go um, to get um, a little more commitment. Um, there's an $80 punch card where you pay $80 and then you can come to um, eight classes with that. And that punch card doesn't expire. So people will um, just use that, you know, typically they use it in a month. Sometimes it takes two months or three months, depending on, you know, what's going on in their lives at that moment. Um, but that makes it $10 a class. So if they pay up front, and then there's also though, the most popular is the unlimited plans. So there's an unlimited plan that you can pay $140 and come to unlimited classes. These people, um, they are coming like at least 
at least four times, but most of them are even coming seven days a week. Um, some of them will even do two classes a day. Um, so they'll pay just that upfront, um, be able to come as much as they want for that month. And then they'll just decide if they want to re-up it that next month as well. Um, so that's the current payment plan right now. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, the unlimited people is, is the most popular yes. right now. Um, yeah. And that's pretty standard, like within yeah. the fitness industry, people want to be able to take advantage of as many classes as they can. The price point yes. is great, $140. Like that's amazing. Um, yeah. So let me ask you, have you guys ever, like when you move into the new facility, are you going to keep the punch card and the paper class? Like, is that something yeah. that you're going to keep or are you going to? Um, yes, I plan on changing it slightly. Um, the paper class um, will, will go to $15, um, but I want to provide more monthly options. So um, pretty much, I don't think I'm gonna keep the punch card with the expiration. So I want to do just smaller unlimited plans in a way. So I guess it's not unlimited, but there'll be like a, a four class per month plan, eight class per month plan, um, maybe a 12 and then the unlimited. Um, but all of them will have to, it'll all be a, uh, at the beginning of the month type of thing, pull out then. Um, so I'm hoping that creates more just of a commitment to it. So, so it helps. It helps me know what's coming in and it helps them to stay committed because if they know I'm paying for these eight classes, I need to get these eight classes in. This will help me stay committed. I've paid for it. I'm going to do these eight classes this month and then we'll re-up the next month type of a thing. So, Yeah, definitely. I think that that's better because then you can actually quantify like how many members you have because yes. a punch card person isn't really a member because Correct. technically they could buy that punch card come in, you know, three times out of the eight that you gave them and then yes. never come back. And then exactly. you're like, Dude, like this is exactly. a recurring member. So when you're able to kind of give those options, like maybe uh, like you said, the four or the eight, then you can kind of quantify, okay, well, I have this many people on unlimited, this many people yes. here, people here, that's how many members I have total within my facility. And this is how much money I have coming in through memberships per month. Yes, a lot definitely. easier for you to kind of do stuff on the business end. for sure for um sure. cool so next question i have for you with this new facility what's your goal like how many members hypothetically are you yes. hoping to get into the space yes. i'm hoping to for sure double it but i don't even see the reason why it couldn't triple considering that i'm right now a one-man show um at the at boxing fit and i'm just running 15 to 20 classes a week the gym's sitting empty for all that time so now with um, having a bigger facility, having more instructors on board, um, my goal is to, yeah, pretty much triple the amount of clients we can take in because um, there's, there's way more hours in a day um, that they could be um, taken advantage of. So um, pretty much just to keep getting more people in and um, giving them more, more class options, um, help keep people motivated by not just doing the same thing over and over again. Um, there will be an unlimited plan that allows you to come to any of the classes. So people will be able to kind of switch up what they're doing, keep their bodies guessing. So yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited to see how that goes for you. Now, the next question I have kind of goes with that yes. is what are you actively doing to find new clients or what do you have yes. plans to find new clients um, when you yes. move into a new facility? So um, with being on Main Street, um, there's a ton of small businesses around there and there's a ton of cool events that go on there. Like um, the city puts on um, spring festivals, um, food truck Fridays, all happens right there. So what's nice is um, I'm gonna always be set up right outside my store um, when those events are going on with a little vending, like a, uh, almost like a vendor's booth 
Um, I'll be able to have my brochures out there, maybe sell some t-shirts, um, be able to just kind of spread the word about what we have going on here, how it's new. Um, so reaching out that way, um, going to other small businesses, handing out brochures. Um, I do some Facebook marketing, um, things like that. And with bringing on the other instructors, um, I know that will help because um, then they have followings already that will help get um, new people into the door. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one of the paths at least right there. Oh yeah. And also, um, there's a nearby park. So here soon we'll do a Valley park workout that I'm going to have like 10 people in my station doing the hit boxing class, 10 people doing like a cycling, 10 people doing the sandbag. Um, and this is a very popular park. Um, I've done classes there before. Um, and so it'll just kind of be like a sample to where people can kind of walk around, see what's going on. They can watch it for a bit. They can join in if they want for a few minutes, um, just to see, you know, so they can see all, all there is to offer at Elephant. So that's awesome. So I love the idea, you know, that you're getting out in the community. We call that guerrilla marketing. You know, you're you're going yes. to events, you're passing out things, you're getting the community involved. But in order to grow to that, you know, triple your current yes. member base, like you're definitely going to need to do some more outreach. So that's like social mm -hmm. media, marketing For and sure. things like that. Is that something that you've already like kind of played around with or? Mm -hmm. um, I messed with them um, with marketing online a little bit. Um, I, I have a great following. They are awesome. Um, every single person who comes to my class is so good at they love sharing anything like I'll put on Facebook. They're awesome about sharing it, inviting their friends. Um, so it's awesome to be able to just um, to have them to help um, spread stuff. I've done the Facebook marketing before um, and that helps, um, you know, just, you know, it gets it out there even more. Um, I haven't played around with it maybe as much as I should. So that's something I'm still learning. Um, but word of mouth has definitely been, as you know, the best advertisement for me with us being in a small community. Um, like the city of Hurricane only has, I think, 6,000 to 7,000 people. Um, but then there's other, you know, there's other communities around there that have, you know, that are bigger. Um, so we draw from them as well. Um, but I've done a couple referral programs as well that have done really well. Um, we do a bring a friend for a chance to win type nice. of offer. Um, and that's, that's always fun because I'll give away um, two six-month unlimited memberships um, whenever I do this. So pretty much they bring, anytime somebody brings a friend throughout the month of, let's say I was doing it this month, throughout the month of May, um, they'll, they'll bring in a friend. I'll put their name down. I'll throw it in a bucket. Um, they just keep bringing friends. I'll put their name in there again. So then there'll be end up being um, like a, a case of like a hundred names in here. I'll draw two of them. And those two people want a six month membership um, for bringing their friends to class, um, which ultimately makes the class more fun for them anyway. Um, working out with your friends is always, always more fun. Yeah, I love that. Referrals are awesome because we really don't have to do much to get them. I mean, yeah. you can give away something and that definitely yeah. helps, but yeah. um, it's free market essentially like if our if we're nice to our clients and they oh, yes. go out about us and tell their friends it's free marketing for us and we love that you know in this yeah. industry so um I kind of want to touch back on one other thing that you said yeah um because I think this is an area that a lot of gym owners are really apprehensive about and that's the idea of um you know the idea of social media marketing and you know the Facebook actual advertising and stuff so when you've played around with it before, did you see a return on investment or was it something that was like, uh, I think it worked better. So I don't want to spend a lot of time there. Um, I mean, I'd say there's always been a return because I think, I don't think it's very expensive to do the, the Facebook ads, at least like, I think what I, at least for what I was using for, I think I was only paying like two to $3 a day. 
Um, and then I almost always at least gain like 10 clients from it. I would say if I ran it for, if I ran it for like a week, week to two weeks, you know, um, and receiving 10 clients, if they, if they each just even pay for one class, that's yeah. already gotten your money's worth. But then the goal is for them to then return as members. So then you're 10 xing your money really for what you're paying for it. So yeah, yeah it's definitely beneficial when you know how to do it right. Um, and you and I both know that like, we're experts probably in like health and fitness, but like mm -hmm. neither of us probably went to school for marketing. I know that yeah. I didn't and from yeah. your degree, it sounds like yeah. you didn't either. So like figuring that out, it's definitely very overwhelming because at the end of the day, you're spending them and you want to see a return on it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, definitely an avenue to look down as you look to grow your, your facility. Um, cool. So next sure. um, question mm -hmm. I have for you is, you know, what's a current bottleneck or since you're kind of in a transition, you know, phase right now, what's a bottleneck that you foresee running into, um, as you kind of finish this transition period? Um, what do you mean by that? Exactly. Sorry. What's a challenge within the business? Yeah, I would say then right now it'll just be, I'm, I'm growing, um, like fast. So like I said, I'm going from a one person to now I want to have multiple instructors. So I think that'll be the biggest challenge is figuring out how to keep everybody on board, to be a good leader, to, um, encourage, um, the instructors to, to, you know, to just to just be able to encourage everybody to, to do their best and um, I don't know, just managing everybody, um, that type of thing is probably the biggest challenge. Um, I'm also like adding smoothies and I didn't do clothing at my current place. Um, we're selling clothing now. So it's just, it's a lot happening. So I'd say the biggest challenge is just staying organized with everything, um, being on top of things that way, so. Yeah, I mean, that's a quality that a lot of us have to kind of learn when we go down, go into the industry is like, being a gym owner, you have to be incredibly organized. There's lots yes. of parts of your business and you obviously want it to be successful. You want to make money from this. So, um, you know, figuring out how to kind of systemize everything and um, figure out a way to be organized is definitely a challenge that a lot of people are facing. Um, so what do you, what's an area that you feel a little bit unorganized in right now? And what are you going to do to kind of, um, you know, amplify and fix that? Um, yeah, let me think here. So I guess, um, I guess I would say, um, what I'm probably going to need the most help organizing with is currently, um, all the only like overhead I have is simple stuff. Like you just pay at the beginning of the month, but with adding clothes and adding, smoothies um you have to you know so I'm, i guess i'm just gonna have to be more on top of um and organize with ordering the proper things getting the the clothes in on time um getting the ingredients everything keeping it all in stock um so there's going to be a lot more um just things you have to pay attention to daily more than there would be just at the beginning of every month so yeah for sure so jace are you going to be bringing in like a manager, front desk staff, anybody to help you with the business stuff, or is that going to be your sole responsibility? So, um, so I have, um, my girlfriend, Alex will be helping me, um, with the smoothies, um, and the clothing. And then I plan on myself though, doing, you know, running my fitness classes, but then also managing the other fitness instructors. So there will definitely be help with it. Um, so that is, that is nice.
Yeah, that's definitely a good relief there. Yes. Um, as you grow and you welcome more and more people to your facility, that's more and more leads that need to be followed up with. That's yeah. more clients that you have to check in on um, and things like that. So yeah. last big question I have for you is where do you want to take this? Like, what's your big goal picture look like for HelloFit and yourself too? Yeah. Like, what do you see yourself doing yeah. on the road? Yeah, um, I guess with having it as hella fit now and having the multiple instructors, um, my main goal is to be able to, I work seven days a week. So maybe for me to be able to do it five, six days a week, um, cause then other instructors can be running classes during the other day. So I want to, you know, quality of life. Um, I love what I do. Um, but everybody needs like a day off. So what's awesome about growing is that I'll still be able to, give my clients what they need offering the seven days a week. Um, but being able to have time to myself as well. Um, and, and yeah, and this, I, I want it to be, I want HelloFit to be a, um, a community. Um, so like with having the smoothies and stuff there, um, there's going to be like a little hangout area. Um, want to do events to where people can just come hang out. Um, after you take your class, you know, stick around for 15, 20 minutes, fellowship with everybody, um, all that type of thing. So I just want it to be more of a community-based thing. Um, so that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, definitely build your community. Um, that's something that will make you feel really good that you were able to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. um, but like at the end of the day for yourself, like it's yes. important to envision down the road, like 15 years, what role do you play in this business when it's up and running really, yeah. really successfully? Yeah, even, um, yeah, no, even... So I always want to be a part of it. So um, 15 classes a week is something I couldn't, I honestly couldn't see myself not doing. So like, I'll probably always um, at least be there, maybe just um, um, not as many days, but I, I love the class. Every time um, I'm, I go to it, uh, I'm getting a workout as well. Um, I always leave the class happier. Um, it's a mental workout, having to um, call out the combos and it keeps you sharp. Um, and it's just, um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's okay. Um, yeah. You're still very young. So, yeah. you know, being involved in your business, coaching the classes, um, you know, for a lot of us, our goal is to work less um, in the business and more on the business. But yeah. Yeah. Um, there's definitely people out there to help work on the business if you want to be in the business, because that's what gets you excited and yeah. motivates you, right? Yeah. Um, so last question, where can we find you on social media so that we can follow? Yes. Um, through your so transition? currently my Facebook page is boxing fit dash hurricane WV. And then I am going to be renaming that Facebook page though, um, probably in July. So then it will be hella fit and it'll say, um, like boxing, cardio, fitness, something like that in the name with it as well. Um, but yes. So if you follow the boxing fit dash hurricane WV though, right now, then you'll be able to, um, it will automatically switch over to that here very soon. Awesome. We're really excited. Yes. Thank you, Jace, for sharing yes. your story with us today. For our listeners, thank you guys as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. 
The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Paul from Chang's Martial Arts in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. What's up, Paul? How are you today? Good, good. How are you? Love to be here. Awesome. So glad you're here. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Of course. All right. So let's waste no time getting into details here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to own your own facility? Well, actually, it was an accident that got me started. Uh, I was a truck driver for 12 years in Teamsters. Mm -hmm. uh, got hurt, and then the hobby, martial art was my hobby. So I just did okay. it for, this for fun. And then when I got, after I got hurt, I have no way to make money. And then I figured, well, let's try something that is my hobby. So mm -hmm. I did it. With, uh, I opened my first school, a school with uh, 700 square feet with no student. For the first six months. Wow. <laughs> yes, zero soon for the first six months. And I only had enough money for one year to survive. And, and that's how I got started. And wow. Yes. And when I started, I had no help because I asked all the other colleagues and nobody said, well, we don't know how to run a school. We just do it as a hobby or, you know, small stage. So I had to learn everything on my own, figure it out. Mm -hmm. After one year, I'm working actually second six months, right? I actually grew the, the school enough that I had to move out to a second location after one year. Wow. Right, so it was hard work on six months to, to do it. And then I got to a second location, which it was 1,200 square feet. So doubled it kind of, right? Yep. And I stayed there for two years before I had to move out to a next location. I actually broke the wall took the next space next to it and it got up to 3,000 square feet. Wow. Okay. So literally started with 700 square feet with no members right. and now have grown to, are you still at uh, 3,000 square feet now? No, no, no. That was just the beginning. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that was five years into it and I'm in the 3,000 square feet. And after the, wow. five, the five year, my lease was up and I, I was actually in the storefront but the rent was too high. I wasn't be able to grow. So I'm already outgrow that spot, the 3000. Mm -hmm. So I went to a warehouse, uh, learning, you know, something brand new. don't know what to do. Went mm -hmm. to a warehouse. Nobody know to be able to see me. There's not a storefront anymore. And that was 4,000 square feet. So I signed a 10 year lease with them. Went wow. in, and I worked 10 year. Actually what happened was I couldn't grow at that location. It was not enough parking for me for 10 years. And I was fighting to maintain my student and pay, pay the bill for 10 years. So yeah. I still did well. 
right? But it stay there. After the lease is up, which is this year, just this month, okay? And we went to a 5,000 square feet location. And as soon wow. as we walk into this location, we already got so many people coming in. Awesome. So. Wow, that's amazing. 10 years is a long time for a lease. Yes, it is. Um, I learned a long time ago from a, a, a mentor of mine that you have to look at a vision way ahead of time. Don't look mm -hmm. at something just in front of you. You look way beyond. And then when you figure whatever that way beyond is and set it, and then you just work towards it. And that's right. how it's so, And I've been like that all the time. So Absolutely. Good for you. That's awesome. Okay. So now... What does your business model look like today? Are you offering group classes? Are you doing any one-on-ones or semi-privates? How do you structure things within the facility itself? Okay, so uh, that was 15 years ago, I had an idea, right? That be able to have one-stop shop, what I call one-stop shop, meaning you walk into the building and you could service your whole entire family, whatever you like. Because you're in the martial art industry, like you, you're kickboxing, right? You only have right. one, right? So yeah. it's only karate, right? So there's nothing else to offer to anybody. So, uh, but back then I couldn't be able to do it because the facility is couldn't be able to handle all that issue. Right. Now at this brand new facility, we put in, actually my dreams start to come true. We put in yoga, Zumba, Muay Thai kickboxing, boxing, kids karate, Tai Chi, uh, mom and ki uh, kids class. Uh, what else did we put in? Uh, dance, ballet dancing. Wow. Right? For, yeah, for young kids. Yeah. Uh, uh, women's kickboxing, fitness. Yeah. 50 and older um, karate for the people that can't do certain things. Right. So we expanded that much. And also in the same time, we start subleasing to other people that wants to have their own style come mm -hmm. in here for space. So I, and, and that's starting to work pretty well. Yeah. Because what happened as you, you know, gym owner has a downtime, right? We, like especially in martial arts school, we only operate three hours a day, but you're paying rent for the whole entire day. Right. Mm -hmm. right? So you have to make all the money to, for three hours to pay that rent. So now we open from six o'clock in the morning and we don't shut down to 8.30 at night. Mm -hmm. So we try to make money for the whole entire day. Right. So yeah. that's the model that we, we put together now. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. Uh, offering other services outside of just the martial arts, because like you said, you know, when you do have something that is super specific, it's very limited. You know, the niche market is, is a lot smaller. Uh, right. There's a smaller amount of people that you can pull from. And yeah, of course you can provide those services to the people that want it. But a lot of times, especially within martial arts gyms that do specific martial arts training, it's always right. really good to have like a general fitness side of things to float things, you know? It's just yeah. So the problem with the martial art industry that uh, nobody wants to share. All right. Mm -hmm. So I try to break that mold. So yeah. I, I, besides all that, I also have judo in here and grappling in here mm -hmm. also. So what I'm trying to do is have multiple styles. So that means somebody walk in like just a minute ago, somebody walked in and say, I want to do Muay Thai. Now, back then, I couldn't say, yeah, I got more tie. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? 
I just got karate. Either you take karate or you, you don't sign up. Yeah, right. right. I, I got stuff to offer for them to do it, which is, is you know, I think it's going to be a game changer in the, in the whole one. And also my model is this. I service the com uh, community. So the way I, I put my whole entire gym together is this. I don't just do training, right? I service the whole entire community and family. So what we do, we go out to all the communities, right? Where I am right now, we, we actually have contract with the, with the township. We have mm -hmm. town uh, contract with school districts, right? And we have, we have different mobile program for them and for a cheaper rate for them to bring the kids in and on and all the stuff. So we gave them program, we won program with them. We mm -hmm. partner up with the YMCA. So they were, and even though they're right down the street for me. So what happened is this, somebody walks into my door and I say, my price is $145 for, you, for this program. And they say, I can't afford it. It's too expensive. Now I say, you could go down the street to the YMCA or go to the township and the price is half. You get the same exact program. They come in the same studio, do the same exact thing as everybody else, but get a half price. So that's my gift back to the uh, community. Okay. And that model actually works really well because mm -hmm. my marketing is different. My marketing is the whole community talking about me instead of me trying to market myself. Okay. So that's that's, a, that's the, a model that I've been put together. Uh, it's been working for 20 years. Okay. And as far as membership goes, how many people are you currently serving at the facility? At my facility right now that walks into this store is about 100, right? Okay. And outside the facility, I also have program all over the city in Philadelphia, like almost two hours away from me. So I have program all over, right? And those probably add up to another uh, 60 students out there. Okay. So that's, that's how I do a lot of stuff inside yeah. and out. Awesome. Okay. And then as you start to implement all of these new programs and different offerings, how are you going to get the word out there about all of these new programs um, to just let people know that you now offer these things? Well, a couple of ways I'm doing it. Right now I'm going through go, uh, Google uh, advertisement. That's yeah. One. Okay. Uh, Facebook advertisement, that's two, mm -hmm. right? Uh, word of mouth is my ma major, major thing with us. So one of the programs that we do in here is that we have a little postcards we give to all the students and we tell them to invite a friend to come into the thing uh, to, to try something free. And what they do is they, they get a $10 credit for all the merchandise we sell. So when they do that, and, and we're having a grand opening actually the 14th of this month, and we got the mayor coming to cut the ribbon and all those things. So all those advertising we go out. And also on top of that, YMCA advertised for us. Uh, the township advertised for us because we have their program. So mm -hmm. even they just advertising their program, which is still us. So those are the advertising I get out. Okay. All right. So uh, multiple different forms of advertising, which I love. I always right. really focus on having, I like to say, multiple poles in the water as right. far as advertising goes, because sometimes word of mouth slows down a little bit or referrals slow down a little bit. Right. We need other ways to right. 
generate leads and get people in the door. Uh, and then beyond that, it's like, there are so many gym owners that are surprised by the fact that there are people that live in the community or right down the road that don't even know that you're there, you know? Right. And a lot of times they're looking for the services that you're offering, but they just don't know about it. So if we can get the word out there through some of that social media advertising, paid advertising through Facebook, Google, Instagram, things of that nature, that can really right. be a game changer. Twice. That's what I do. Those are the three that I do, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Google. Yep. And also market ourselves almost every single night because we take video and pictures on every class we do during the day. And then we post it up and mm -hmm. then shoot it out to all the community uh, uh, sites that they have in Facebook. And they all share it with each other. That's how I, I do most of my advertising for free, <laughs> right? And most of my other, you know, uh, the, the organization around us, what we do is that we connect ourselves to all the major organizations like nonprofit and stuff like around my community. So every time they do an event, we're there. And we're always doing a demo at those events, right? Township mm -hmm. does an event. We're there. They invite us and we do a, de a demo. We have a table. We, we talk to all the customers, you know, everybody can get them into our place, you know. So our, right now, I brand myself pretty well for 20 years, uh, meaning that I don't even have to put Chang's martial art out. I just put my logo. You see that logo sitting behind me? Mm -hmm. Everything I we print up has that logo on it. It doesn't even have, sometimes don't even have Chang's martial art on it, just that logo. And people know who we are. Yes. So we've awesome. been branding ourselves real well in within our community. So. Yeah. Okay. And um, one thing I always really like to ask about, because uh, not everybody likes to talk about this side of things, but... Uh, any key challenges or um, bottlenecks, you know, things are kind of holding you back maybe from getting to the next level or uh, anything of that nature. Are you currently experiencing any challenges or bottlenecks within the business? If so, what are those and kind of what are you doing to remedy them? Uh, let me see. Mm, that, that's a tough one, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, because you know you always want growth, right? Mm -hmm. The thing we do is just growth, and sometimes you do get a slowdown. So we do get a slowdown in summer, and where I've been trying to solve these problems, what happened between, uh, especially in our area, uh, the Upper Darby and Philadelphia area, because everybody goes to the store. And my community, what they do, they go to the store, right? Uh, so what happens as soon as June hits, from June all the way to September, is we we have almost lose half of our revenue, right? Because they're gone, wow. right? Because I don't sign contracts. That's one thing, because a lot of people would advise, say, hey, why don't you do the contract? That way, even though some of they're gone, you're still getting paid, right? But my model was that I don't sign contract, but my student stays with me for over 10 years. My contract is my service. And a lot of my students, is, is that long. They've been here for that long. So mm -hmm. that, whatever the model I'm doing, it works, right? So I'm not going to throw in another company to say, hey, you have to pay when you know you're not here. So we, we pay a certain fee, but we just start back up a summer camp. That's the other thing that we do. The calculation, uh, it says when I did my calculation, it, it will work if I get a full camp, right? And, and actually cover the whole entire year's rent if I do it right. Mm -hmm. 
So mm -hmm. that's that's one thing I'm working on now because I got a bigger space and I could be able to do it. So mm -hmm. that and we'll see what happened after this summer, you know. And I have not done after school program yet. And that might be another one that I'm gonna go after for the extra revenue that that, that you know slow us down a certain time of the year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh and what is the what is the timeline on getting you said the new facility is June, it's opening? Uh, no, the, we're open right now. We have a soft open opening okay. right now. That means we're only really having our students in there and having people see what we are and we start signing up people. Mm -hmm. uh, May 14 is the grand opening. So the, the mayor's coming and, all, and we're inviting okay. the we already sent out on Facebook on an event on an event that invite the whole entire community, and we already have over I think seventy some people already hit on it and say they're coming to check out the facility. So that that's and then beside all the other people that walks by that does not see my event, right? And they're doing the poster and everything's out there already, just mm -hmm. saying that we're open. So hopefully we'll see what happens on the opening day. When that's a Saturday, we'll open up the door and say, hey, come on in, check out. So we're doing a demo that day and actually show everybody what all the program is about. And so that we could answer all the questions. Yeah. So, so okay. that's the event that we put together on the 14th. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm just thinking about, you know, those other programs that you had mentioned before that you are going to start implementing, those may also help to float you over those summer months when things tend to be a little quieter, you know, because a lot of times, especially people that would be taking some of those fitness classes are looking to get into them now to get in shape for summer. Why? You know? why? Yeah, that's absolutely because my right now, before I moved to this and changed the model and put in all these programs, 90% of my business is kids. Ah, that's it. Okay. So yeah. I'm, missing, I'm missing a whole entire adult program yeah so what, i bought in a whole bunch of program just targeting adult mom dad grandpa grandma so right we'll see well, how that is going to work out yeah yeah absolutely and do you have a plan for um advertising for that to grab people's attention and make them want to come into the facility for those things are you going to put out like some type of like a trial or what will what will that offer look like on the front end for those programs. Okay, right now we're offering from now to 14, everybody could try out any class for free, mm -hmm. right? Any, any, any of the classes we have right now, they could come in and try out for free. When we've been doing pretty well on that. They've been coming in and taking the classes for free. And then uh, all of them say, I, I even tell them, don't sign up right now. 14 is a grand opening. You sign up right there, come back and try another class. So that is, is start grabbing them. They're doing real well. And also we've been putting advertisement out on Facebook and Instagram on each individual program by itself. And then there was a massive, uh, uh, with all the program on it also being put out. So that's, that's what we've been doing for the last week. So that's what we've been putting out. And then okay. we've been working, yeah, we've been working on our, uh, our website right now, we just finished updating it with all the program on there with all, all the time slot and everything. So that is gonna go up. And also we uh, working on a new software 
and the new software would also have all those stuff in there with a new app. So we're working on all those that we have. One more thing that we're putting together right now is that uh, I found that nobody signed people up the old fashioned way anymore. Everybody's pick up the phone and sign themselves up that way and do everything on the internet. So with the new software, we'll be able to have customers sign up on our website. Okay. And, our, and on their phone, smartphone. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that we're changing out of the old system into the new system. It's been doing it for almost a month, trying to work that system in. So that's yeah. what we're doing. Okay, and ideally on that side of things, on the um, you know the new programs that you're adding in, where would you like to see that membership number, ideally? Well, ideally, I think what I want to do right now, let's say I'm, a, I'm about 100 in the facility right now. I, I like by the, in three months, by August, I would like to have 200. And the 200 is the adult version of that covering most of it. So right. instead of 90% kids and 10% adult, I want to try to get at least, you know, 75% kids and 25% adult to bring in that property. So make it much better. Mm -hmm. I think if that happened, we should be able to bring up our revenue the way we want. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so now what does the big picture goal look like for you? You know, you're, you're a planner, you plan ahead and you're right. looking into the future. So, um, what, what is the big picture goal for you? Where are you looking to take the facility in the future? Well, this is what I'm doing. Uh, right now, the, the landlord only allowed me to sign for three years because he's, he would not let me do it long term because he said inflation and because the goal that, that I bargained actually I got this rent really cheap. <laughs> so That's he good. Want, right. So he didn't want to go long term, right? Yeah. So I, I, give me three years. So in three years, I want to build this in a, in a sense that two way. Either I'm gonna retire early because I'm in my 60s. So I'm gonna get an early retirement and have somebody come in and run this whole entire gym mm -hmm. the way I got it. Because uh, right now I'm mentoring all these brand new instructors that I'm hiring. I'm mentoring them and teach them how to run a business because mm -hmm. that's how I, that's how the school really operates. We mentor a lot of people and that's why people loves it. And they always recommend people to come. So that, that's our model. So mm -hmm. uh, if I get somebody that capable of doing it, I'll probably hand that business over to them and let them run it. And I, I get it. I collect a consultant fee. Okay. So, Either that or I they buy outright from me and still collecting consult me if they need me to come back in and do something and help right. them. So that's the all my goal. That's this is my retirement plan, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> kind of looking to step out. And so right. um how many is that something you're looking to do sooner rather than later? Like kind of get it to that point sooner well, rather than later or <laughs> Probably more later because, as my wife say, I can't sit still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always moving, and I'm always and, and I always grow because I don't like to go backwards, and I don't yeah. like to stay static. Right. So, let's say three years from now, and I make it to the point that I could be able to step out a little bit, I'll probably grow even more. And if even though let's say I sell it, I probably end up opening up a small dojo somewhere else that keep me busy yeah you know, 
and and the probably a small dojo into a big dojo in in, in another five ten years. Right. Wait, you know, <laughs> that's why how I operate. You know, yes. That's, that's how my brain works. Right. And that's how I learn how to plan stuff ahead of time because, yeah. like I say, twenty years ago, that first day when I walked into that small dojo and have no student. I wrote down on a piece of paper, I say 10 year, I will have the biggest dojo in Delaware County. This mm -hmm. is the whole county. And actually I did it. 10 year, I moved into the, the 4,000 square feet. I was the biggest dojo in the, in, in the county. Yeah. Now I'm the, still the biggest dojo. Right. By so, so Good that's- for you. I love that. I love, you know, point. Yeah, I love the growth oriented mindset. You know, it's like always kind of willing right. to do what it takes to get to that next level and, you know, right. never, re never really satisfied, which is good. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's, I always think about, okay, you know, okay, I got 30 people in the classroom. How can I make it 50 people in the classroom? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, how do I make more room? You know, yeah. Uh, Plan it to to make sure all the space is being used in the same time. Mm -hmm. Like we were actually once three classes in the same time right now. This wow. big, yeah, that's how big this place is. So good. So you know we could one Zumba in one class, boxing in another class, and karate in another class. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so we fit about 50, 60 people in the room in this facility at once. Yeah. Time. And that's on the rotation up every hour. That's what I'm planning. Wow. Right. So if I could do that, that's, that's how many people were servicing every day. Right. right? Yeah. That's amazing. So. Quite a few. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's why we're probably one of the biggest in, in the area. Yeah, so. absolutely. Love that. Okay, great. So exciting stuff. That's for sure. Bye. Um, all righty. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Chang's Martial Art, right? Or you can look me up at Paul Chang. You could look at me up in uh, uh, Instagram. I believe that one is C -A -C -A uh, no, Chang's M-A-S on Instagram. And Google, you just Google Chang's Martial Art and, and, and PA, it'll pop up. Uh, there is other people in other states sometimes uses my name to <laughs> market stuff and you might find them, but if you look at you know, pencil, filled up your pencil and that's, you'll, you'll find me a number one popping up. So. Perfect. All righty. So Paul from Chang's Martial Arts in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I have a great time. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.